0: Welcome to Set Apart, I'm your host, KC. Today we're going to discuss a question that I have been asking for years now, a question that is going to ruffle some feathers for sure, a question that has become even more important in the last 18 months do I have you on the edge of your seat? My question is, when will the church stand up? Now, what do I mean by this? Well, I should be clear that it's not one specific thing I want the church to stand up against, but many. And hopefully I can get to them in later podcasts. But today we're going to discuss an issue that the church has unfortunately long ignored, and that's the murdering of babies in the name of science. Now, a little over two years ago, New York state suddenly tried to remove the religious exemption from children 17 and under in New York state. Now, a religious exemption gave parents the right to exempt their children from certain vaccines or all vaccines based on a truly held religious belief so that they could still attend public school or private school in New York state. This bill did pass and 26,000 children in New York State had their religious exemptions taken away, including my children. And their parents had to choose between injecting their children with something they objected to so that they could go to private or public school or they had to homeschool. We chose homeschooling. But before this bill passed, I went to everyone I knew. I posted on Facebook. I did everything I possibly could, and I went to these people, and I begged them to come and stand with me, to come to the rallies, to contact the representatives, to email and phone and and call everyone that they could. I explained to them that even if they were okay with the current vaccine schedule, if they weren't okay with any that are added in the future, their child would have to get that shot in order to go to school like the HPV, or the flu shot, or now the COVID shot. Now, many people didn't listen because it didn't directly affect them. And many people stated they didn't have the time. But some Christians stated that there was no real reason to have a religious exemption to vaccines. And when I spoke to them about the murdered fetuses used in the production of and testing of vaccines... They brushed me off and used that old line that we all know. It was two babies 50 years ago. When I stated that it was actually 76 babies 50 years ago just for one cell line and that dozens of other cell lines have been made since and babies are still being harvested today, they told me I was wrong. And when I offered video testimony of Dr. Stanley Plotkin, who's considered the godfather of vaccines, To prove it and documents proving that it's still happening today they didn't want to see them and they stated that these babies were going to be aborted anyway so at least some good came from it and when i told them that thousands of babies have been murdered for these cell lines and many more will be because the church still hadn't stood up they repeated the same old line that these cell lines are just being replicated no new lines are being made Now, most of these people had never looked into it on their own. They had never done their own research. They just believed the propaganda they had been told by friends and doctors and the CDC and the media. The fact is that there are ethical ways to make vaccines without the use of murdered babies. But it will never happen because Christians don't stand up and refuse the products that have benefited from these murders. Now, there are many other valid objections to vaccines outside of the use of aborted fetuses, but the church should be drawing a very harsh line on this subject, as in, no, we will not participate in the use of products that benefit from the murdering of babies. And this is a very hard line to take because there are products outside of vaccines that have benefited from abortion. Like, believe it or not, ibuprofen. And much of our medical studies that advanced science came from the Holocaust. So what should we do about that? Now, I don't have every answer for you. It's something that I've struggled with myself. But I will say this. Once you know this information, you are accountable for it when you stand before God. Ibuprofen and the many drugs and procedures that have benefited from the murder of innocent lives are far removed from it. They have not been tested on in decades and are not benefiting from the continued use of these cell lines. This is not the case with vaccines. The lines continue to be replicated. They continue to be made. Have you ever heard of a cell line called Walvax-2? It's a cell line from 2015 from a three-month-old female fetus, which was chosen from nine aborted fetuses. But you still may be thinking these babies were aborted, so there's nothing we could do, right? Well, hold on to your hat. And if you have a weak stomach, I'm sorry, maybe pause and fast forward. The scientist for the Walvax 2 cell line noted that they induced labor using a water bag abortion in order to shorten the labor and prevent the death of the fetus. That way they could ensure that the organs were still live and intact to be immediately sent off for cell preparation. Do you understand what that means? These babies were harvested alive. And this continues on today. The church has not stood up and fought it as it should have. And not only have they not stood up, but many impositions of authority have encouraged Christians to get vaccinated, twisting it to state that this is how they should love their neighbor. Now, I ask you to please, please go. Go find me a scripture that states that we should participate in sin in order to love our neighbor. You won't find it. Because God would never tell you to do that. We are to flee from evil, not to participate in it, even indirectly. Now, there's a pastor, Pastor John Piper, who I don't agree with on everything, but he did an amazing podcast on this. In this, he said, quote, so if we really believe that the killing of unborn children is abhorrent to God and falls into the category of the shedding of innocent blood for which God's judgment fell, we should not think of turning this wickedness into a wonder drug to save our lives. We should not do evil that good may come, end quote. I spoke about this in a previous podcast, that Paul was accused of doing evil so that good would come, and he distanced himself from it. He said it was slanderous. This was in Romans 3.8, if you'd like to take a look. Another important point in this podcast that the pastor makes is that we should not just avoid using these products, but we should stand up and speak out about it. While it's good to avoid evil, of course— and to avoid participating in these things, we should also speak out in against it in any way that we can to stop it. He goes on to explain something that is even a little bit difficult in his own words. If you want to listen to the podcast for yourself, and I and I highly recommend it. The title of the podcast is, Can I Take a Vaccine Made from Aborted Babies? And it's by John Piper. Now I'll do my best to sum up this last Point he made, but it's a little bit difficult. He states that you may not see the immediate good from acting principled. That is, you may not see the immediate good from staying away from sin. But God has ways of blessing this obedience. The world may see it as foolish. We should just take the easier way. They think it's foolish that you don't vaccinate yourself to protect yourself from an illness. But God honors integrity, even if the world cannot see it. We are not to act as the world does. We cannot participate in the use of organs or tissues harvested from the killing of unborn children. He correctly states, and my gosh, I've said this so many times, that we must use these terms because they are correct and they do not shield us from what is happening. What I mean by this is that when we use words like abort instead of murder or fetus instead of baby, even if we don't mean to, we're numbing ourselves in a way. Abortion is the murder of an innocent baby, a unique life that is created in the image of God. And harvesting organs or tissues from this murdered baby is sinful. Sinful. Benefiting from the continued use of these murders is sinful. I'm going to read you a quote that I really, really love, and I, and I want you to listen closely. Sarah Quayle is the president of Personhood Alliance Education, and she stated, quote, By promoting so-called scientific benefits gained from children who were intentionally killed, regardless of when their deaths occurred, we continue to align ourselves with the evil of abortion. This includes harvesting aborted fetal cell lines in the past and in the present, which we know is currently happening for future vaccine production. By ignoring this, we help perpetuate and further legitimize the connection between abortion, biomedical science, and human trafficking. Christians should not align themselves with the evils of abortion. Now, you might be one of those people and you might bring up the point of organ donation. What if a person is murdered and the organs are then donated? I, I really hate this argument. We know that in every single situation of organ donation within the medical system, consent must be given. And here you might still be one of those people. And you might further say that the mother consented to the donation of the organs and the tissues from that from, from that baby. But the mother is the one who consented to the baby being murdered. So clearly she's not looking out for the best interest of that child. And now I want to be clear. I have no issue with organ donation. My sister is alive today because of it. I have no issues with science. Science is literally the study of everything that God has made. I do take issue with science being used sinfully. And I do take issue with the church refusing to stand up against these horrendous acts that are being done. Can you imagine if the church had rose up 50 years ago? Imagine if Christians and Catholics and Jews had stood up and refused to take a product that benefited from murder. The pharmaceutical companies would have had no choice but to alter how they make these vaccines and how these medicines were made. The church would have saved thousands, if not millions, of babies from being harvested from. Now, would it have stopped their abortion? We don't know. But that's not the point. The point is that we would not have benefited from it. We would not have participated in it. We can't stop every evil of the world, but we can not participate in it. We can not benefit from it. We can try to stop it if it is possible. So the next time that your pastor preaches about sin, about homosexuality, about premarital sex, about lying, will you ask him when he is going to speak out about the use of murdered babies and vaccines? Will you speak out to your friends and your family and make sure that they're aware of this, no matter what the cost? Will you continue to stand when you are told that you are putting yourself and your children and other people at risk by refusing to participate? Will you attend the rallies and will you write your representatives and demand that these practices be changed? When will the church step up? I encourage the churches to not only speak up about this, but to leave the building to do so. Attend the rallies as a church. Be there early in prayer. Pray for the people that are there. Minister to them. Help them to be knowledgeable so that they don't participate in the sin as well. Be like my favorite men in the Bible, and I promise I won't mention them in every podcast. (laughs) But be like my favorite men in the Bible and stand in the fire, knowing God will prevail and the cost will be worth it, even if you don't see it immediately. You know in your heart that your God loves you unconditionally, And he will work all things to the good of those who love him. So stand up and speak the truth with me. Will it always be easy? Absolutely not. Personally, I can tell you that. But will you be blessed for doing so? For being obedient to God? Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today on Set Apart with KC. Don't forget to check out my other podcasts and all of our other great content. At the BMG Set Apart with KC was produced, edited, and recorded in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of Set Apart with KC, go to the bmgnetwork.com. Join me next time on Set Apart with KC, only on the BMG Network.